Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 153. And my very special guest on today's show is Scott from the band Local H. They're a band I've been following for many, 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 many years, so it's an absolute pleasure to speak to Scott. Uh, I managed to catch them live finally a couple of years ago, uh, which we do talk about in the in the actual interview as well, so I'm not going to spoil that. But um, yeah, they've got a new album out called Lifers. Uh, I stress go check it out. It's, 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 it's a great album. If you like rock and roll, sort of heavy um, party kind of like vibing rock and roll, um, definitely worth a check out they're a great as a like massive sound for a two-piece band and uh yeah it was a it was a great chat i really enjoyed it so um please yep go check them out in fact pause this stop this go check them out come back afterwards or wait for the interview and listen to that and then uh, go check them out afterwards kind of do it you know halfway through if you're bored of me talking go play their album it's fantastic and they got a great back catalog and there's probably some tracks in there you might recognize from from years ago um if you're my age uh, there was a few tracks they had that were very big at the time and uh yeah they've they've they're still going which is fantastic but yeah i just want to give a shout out to everyone uh, that's been listening this week um you've not been going unnoticed have noticed the uh, nice little uh, statistics jumping and all that kind of good stuff so thank you for that uh, i'm looking to push my um youtube channel on you guys at the moment so if you go to youtube.com forward slash dj force x that's d j f o r c e x um looking to get subscribers uh, I, I put the podcast up on there the same time i put the podcast out for everyone on the on the platforms and things like that and uh i'm looking to do some more visual content um, i already started kind of doing bits uh, last year with my 365 days of scratching which is all on there but uh, also like product reviews and stuff like that uh for the dj side of things but i'm also looking to do more sort of like visual interviews so looking to sort of maybe get people on webcams or um like one once we get back to like gigs and stuff happening and and more in-person stuff where i can have a camera set up along with my microphone and all that kind of good stuff uh, but just have uh, just a different different uh format for you guys to listen to this or watch this in uh from doing the one uh the interview with mike and ming it kind of set a, a ball rolling in my head um of actually having that facility set up in order to do interviews like this so uh, i'm going to keep with the usual podcast side of things so the audio format is always going to be there but i'm looking to do more visual things as i get more and more confident um with having a camera on me uh, which i should be because i was on the camera quite a lot as a kid uh but that's a story for another time and um yeah i just looking to push that so if, if you are a youtube account holder please go to my youtube channel and hit that subscribe button uh yeah you'll get like updates whenever i um post a um a video or whatever but um at the moment i'm just looking to get those subscriber numbers up and uh, get some of the viewership up as well because they've been the ones that have been pushed on the youtube format have uh have got some nice little numbers next to them but also as a bonus if you've never checked out my um youtube channel you will see or you will hear um some of my old band stuff i've uploaded like some old tracks uh like demos and covers and stuff like that so please check that out um there's one that's doing particularly well our cover of strange love by depeche mode that seems to be doing very well on the old uh streaming front well i think it's added to a couple of playlists on on youtube so that's probably why but um no go check that out and uh yeah hit that subscribe button but until then um this is scott and me having a chat enjoy
On my show today, I have a very special guest. I have Scott from the band Local H. Welcome, Scott. Hi. How you doing? Um, you know, good. Fair. Yeah? Yeah. It's not too early where you're at right now, is it? Uh, no. Although these days, it, it, it kind of is. Like, I, I don't do anything before noon. Uh, uh, and it kind of... I'm not proud of it. It's just the way that, that uh, it's turned out these days. Oh, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, uh, I'm, I'm sort of sketchy on what kind of day it is anyway, just because they've yeah. kind of molded into one. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I have to right, keep right, checking right. with my wife what day it is because she's working every day and I'm kind of, I'm working as well, but it doesn't really like hit me. It's like actually a Thursday. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but cool. No, th- thank you for doing this. I do appreciate your time with this and everything. Um, like I say, I'm a fan of the band. I've, um, I've only ever caught you live once and it was by complete fluke because i've wanted i've been a fan of you for ages right we're talking probably about 10 years or so um and i lived in the states for a bit and you you guys were playing quite often in the area i was in tampa st pete area uh in florida and every time you guys came around there was always something else going on that i couldn't put off and you're playing like the local venues and stuff i "I really want to see you guys and then um i think it was like a couple of years ago you toured with alien ant farm and soil in the uk and um, right. I, uh, I actually had a line. I had an interview lined up with um, Soil on that show, so it was kind of like a last minute thing. Got to jump in, found out you guys were on the show, got there early. Absolutely fucking fantastic! Um, oh, thanks. I was so happy I got to see you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no, it's really cool. Um, like I said, I'm a fan of the band and everything. And um, you guys uh, released an album not long ago as well called Lifers. Um, right. How's that been for you during this uh, unusual time? Um, you know, it was weird, uh, but I I don't think we we thought, uh, let's delay it like some people have. Um, there was never that thought. It was just, you know, we'd be, I don't know, on tour right now, actually, just stunning if, if, uh, if things had gone to plan. Mm. Um, but I mean, putting out the record now just seemed like the right thing to do um I'm, I'm glad we had a record out to tell you the truth yeah no i mean it's it's yeah. one of those times where i found that um a lot of bands that have decided to go ahead with their release i can i can only see sort of like without the usual sort of promo of going out and playing shows and stuff that um people have more time to actually listen to the album and absorb it um, yeah I, I i suppose you know and, and it's 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 also you know, I don't want it to sound like it's doing your duty, but you know, it, it's like you know, not shrinking from. So things haven't gone to plan. Things haven't gone to plan for anybody right now. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's best for everybody to just get on with it and and do what they can do. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's why. I like, I mean, this time for sort of someone like me in the sort of like. I say journalistic world, um, you know, having the actual time to go through these these like. Um, albums properly like i mean your guys album i picked up anyway because uh, like i said i'm a fan but you know there's a lot of bands that i've spoken to that you know i would have given their album a listen but not a proper listen like now i've got the time to actually like absorb what they're doing um with it and everything and and you know when bands have delayed their sort of albums and stuff i'm like why it's perfect time to release music just yeah you know get it out there for people to kind of absorb and then once this whole shitstorm sort of 
you know disappears or not disappears but kind of eases up um right. then get out there and and, and play the shows because then people will know more of the songs as well um which is always a battle i, mean, I don't know if it's yourself as a band but you know when you release an album everyone wants the old stuff constantly right 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 you right. know and, and yeah yeah it's just sort of like now you can properly absorb the album and actually prepare more of a live show to actually promote the music on that album if you will yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's also the thing uh, that you, that you wonder if by the time uh, you can go out and play, you, you wonder if anybody's going to care anymore. I mean, mm. uh, you know, I understand, I get it, but you know, it's just, I don't know, it, it, it's it's not ideal anyway. You slice it, but yeah, but but you know, I I, I think that people have needed something to do. I've needed something to do. Mm. And, and, uh, you know, this has helped me have something to do in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so, so, so there you go. Yeah, no, I was just like, well, you know what, what I know you, you, you're kind of got, um, some live streams lined up and stuff like that. Is that how you've been kind of, obviously apart from doing interviews like this and everything for the press, but, um, you know, is that, is that how you've kind of been promoting stuff and sort of, sort of keeping busy, if you will? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, we've been making videos for songs on the record and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's gone into the promoting of the record. But as far as just, you know, being locked up and, you know, knowing other people are going through the same thing, it's just kind of like, you know, every, for a while there, like every day or every other day, you know, we just sort of learn a song, play it, and, and you know go live and stream that and then you know we had shows that we were doing and just stuff to sort of keep ourselves occupied and keep other people occupied in the same way and and also try to you know uh just sort of shine a light on on friends of ours who who own bars and and uh and music venues mm. and, and try to, you know, keep them afloat and try to let people know what's going on with that. Because, you know, bars and music venues were the first places to close and they'll be the last places to open. Yeah. And, and it, they're the ones that, I mean, a lot of people are struggling, but those are the people w within our immediate sphere that we see struggling. And we've been trying to just uh, highlight what what they're going through because uh yeah it, it it really sucks it does it does there's a lot of like venues around where i live now right now and and they're they're struggling because they can't do anything you know there's not there's not right. a revenue stream for them on that front right. and and i've also got a lot of friend who are ro friends who are road crew as well and again yeah. that, that just got taken out um for them and and they're sort of they're struggling as well and it's like within the sort of music sphere those are the places because once things start get back to some kind of normality they're like and if those places aren't there anymore and those people aren't unfortunately available to do those things anymore then right. it's it's not um, you know the music scene is going to take a bigger hit than it already is right now um right and, it, you, and it's you good don't know what it's yeah you don't know what it's going to look like i mean i don't know what, what it's going to look like when we go back on tour i don't know yeah. if the clubs that that we like to play are going to be there anymore. And, you know, the big places, they'll be okay. Uh, the, the places that are 
owned by the live nations and shit like that, they'll be fine. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know about the, the small independent places that a band like us can play. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. No, cause you, I mean, you guys have always struck me as like, like playing, I say that the smaller venues, if you will. Um, obviously on the UK tour, you played in, in London when I came to see you at one of the big venues there in Kentish town. But, um, is that something you kind of like, like to do? Do you prefer the smaller venues? Cause obviously as a two piece, you kind of like have, it's quite deceptively sort of like big sounding, if you will, from like mm-hmm. a two piece group. Um, which is what I absolutely love about you guys. Like just watching you guys just like flail around on stage. And there's two of you making an absolute just racket of, of music. Um, but yeah, is it is it sort of like the independent venues or the I say independent venues, the smaller venues you like to play? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and there's a lot of fun in playing like big arenas or you know, like even football stadiums. And you know, we mm. did this thing a couple of years ago where we did some Metallica shows mm. and we're playing at these football st- stadiums. And it's ridiculous and it's fun and it's all that kind of stuff. But but you know, like getting in a small club and like really losing yourself and just feeling that thing back and forth from people and being right next to them. Like Mm. that's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. There's really no substitute. It's really hard. It's hard for me to to lie and say that, that, you know, that that isn't my favorite. It is. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, you've always struck me as a band that kind of like the, intimacy uh with the sort of sound like with the sort of sound of your albums and stuff it's all very it's like you're in the room with you if you will like it's always been quite raw um but it always feels like you want to be close to people even when you're on recording even when you're recording i don't know if that's the name of yours but it, it that's what it kind of feels like to me and the sort of like the raw power kind of rock and roll aspect of it as well it was you know it was great to see you live finally because it was like right you know thank you know, I mean, fuck, I can send you. But um, yeah, those are the shows I like. You know, you know, uh, I, I like being in small clubs. I like seeing smaller shows. I don't like being miles away from the band. Mm. Um, some people like that. That's not really what I like. That that's not what really got me into playing music. Mm. Uh, so, so I, I like being in a band like that but you know let's face it you know we also play small shows because that's that's what we play that that that's our that's our uh, lot in life is is you know i mean we're not we're not metallica so yeah uh, we have we have to play these small independent venues because you know that's we're those are the waters we swim in um and and i'm fine with that cool. but you know yeah, but, but um, it's not. It's not like we're doing anybody a favor by, by playing <laughs> uh, intimate, intimate venues. You know that that's where we're, that's where we play. Cool. No, I was I was going to ask you about the Metallica shows as well. It's on my list here, but I was just sort of like, how did you like? Obviously, you've already mentioned that being sort of generally far away from people wasn't really your kind of like you know, a uh, cup of tea to use an English phrase. But, you know, how did you guys adapt for that? Because I haven't seen any of the live footage from it, but being a two-piece and obviously the Metallica show, I would have thought it was a huge stage, like football stadium-wise. Um, how, yeah. how did that sort of like, how did that feel? How did you sort of adapt your game, if you will? Well, I, we, uh, it's, it's not that different 
Um, but, but it's more concentrated. Uh, like, I think we're a really good opening band and like, we'll, we'll go out there and, and we will condense the set and, you know, it's fun to play for 40, 45 minutes and just, you know, sort of, it's more of a breakneck pace. Mm. Um, and, and, and we like doing that. It's a lot of fun and, and putting ourselves in, in different situations. Um, but with the Metallica thing, you know, just being a fan of theirs for so long as I am, uh, just growing up on those guys, you know, being so into them in high school, it, 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 I was just intimidated. You know, I just couldn't get it. I, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. And, you know, also, you know, I know their fans are hardcore and I, I just didn't want them to think we sucked. So I, I never got that out of my head. You know, there was never a point where I actually could relax. Um, I, and maybe the last show, the last show in Chicago, I actually had a good time and relaxed. And by that point it was the last show. So it was over. So when I finally got into the groove, the thing was over. Um, but but I, I just couldn't get out of my head. I, I couldn't, I never got the feeling where I could not believe it was happening. You know, every night I just felt like, whoa, what the fuck? So, yeah. <laughs> No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, let's have a chat about the album, if you don't mind. I mean, like I said earlier, it was called Lifers, um, and it was released. Um, it was it was about a month ago now. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't even know. It, I haven't got the release 10th, date in front of me 10th. for some reason. Uh, April tenth. Oh yeah, so it's almost two well, month and a half. Let's go there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really liked it. I really liked um, uh, Sunday Best. I thought that was a great track. Um, uh, High, wide, and stupid as well um that was great i love the commentary in that um in that track um i was like tell us a bit more about it like the sort of like underlying kind of like theme of the album if you don't mind um i i think uh, the theme sort of uh revealed itself on that record and uh, it was just this idea of uh, people that we were working with we were working with our Steve Albini and uh, we had Juliana Hatfield on the record and uh, John Haggerty from Naked Ray Gun and Peg Boy and we had Jay Robbins from Jawbox mix it and it was just all these people that that have made music in a really unassuming way mm. and and have made their life be about the music they make and and people that we've befriended over the years and you know people like John McCauley from Gear Tick is on the record and and just people that we looked up to and yeah. so this idea of the record being called Lifers and sort of being about that just something that sort of happened I mean we didn't think of that when the record started but then it was just like, oh, let's get this person to play on it, and uh, let's do a couple of songs, or let's do a couple of days with Steve Albini. You know, mm. it's just that kind of thing where just surrounding ourselves with people that we really respected, and that became the theme of the record. Um, so uh, that was something that we we didn't plan going into it; it just kind of happened. Just kind of happened. Cool. No, because I was just trying to sort of get from obviously from the sort of like the title of the album, calling it Lifers. Um, and, and the, the artwork itself is pretty pointy. It's pretty straightforward. Like it's a, it's a lion. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I just, I, I, it, it was kind of, it was just really cool. I was just like, uh, 
I like the kind of combination of name and the picture because um, it kind of really did speak like because obviously you guys have been going for quite a while um, and and like you say you've got a bunch of people on the album you work with a bunch of people with the album um, and yeah no it just uh, it's a good sort of like um, underlying theme if you will yeah I mean even the guy who did the artwork uh, Dan Marsden he's he's been a friend of mine for a long time and we never worked with him before so there was a lot of that a lot of people that we've known and and have been around and hadn't really worked with before and and everybody like right down to the art it became this real collaboration and and really getting the best out of us and and uh and i like that you know i mean yeah. this is the first record since the first record since our first record that hasn't used that sort of orkin man logo that we've had since mm-hmm. our second record um, and that's, uh, that's a very deliberate thing. And, and I think that speaks a lot about the record that, that it, it is different. It's, it's not this assembly line type of thing. Um, there's a lot of heart that was put into the record. You know, yeah. I mean, we try to do that with every record, but something about this record just clicked, you know? Yeah, no, there's a definite kind of, um, like I said, a bit of rawness to it. Um, and it's just sort of got a bit more, like you said, I mean, I think you said it, it's just got more feeling to it, if you will. Um, like some of the sort of like lyrical content and stuff like that, that I've kind of like dug into a little bit here and there. Um, and and it just sort of seems, it's, it's very sort of like, you know, it kind of speaks of various like sort of current events, if you will, um, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And I was just sort of like, you know, this is... I just really liked it. You know, it was just, yeah. one, it was just one of those ones. And then when you like, I like, I like an album. If I like it, like initially from initial listening, you know, I'll dig a little deeper and then, then to sort of going in, you know, and, and sort of finding little bits here and there from the lyrical sort of like, um, content that you have on there. Um, I haven't actually got written, written down. The only one I got in my head is the uh, Twitter on the shitter thing, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. from, from high wines. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it just it just sort of spoke really well of of sort of current events, but I think because you know I'm of you know I'm of a sort of like older age and stuff as well, and it kind of like sort of like has that kind of feel for me as well. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of that's why I think it had that kind of effect on me. So no, it's really cool, man. It's really well, cool. I mean, we we always uh, take extra care with the lyrics, but you know, this record we we took a year off and and just we had an initial. Uh, uh, session that produced four songs. And so, you know, the songs were like, uh, they were Valley of Snakes and Winter Western mm. and Hold That Thought. And, and, and like the songs, we liked them so much and we thought they were so good and at such a high level that we took extra care from there to, to keep that bar up and, and to keep trying to, you know, not write anything that, that, that wasn't up to that bar. Um, and, and so, and, and we worked, worked really hard and, and just took the songs apart when they, they weren't good enough and, and kept working on them rather than just like, Oh, fuck it. You know, it's just not working or yeah. oh, just let it be what it is. There, there was never that point of just going, okay, that's good enough. It was always like, let's make it better. Mm. Um, so, 
There you go. Cool. No, that's cool, man. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right. And I can let you sort yeah, of get yeah. back okay. to your day and yeah, stuff, if yeah, that's all right. Um, so I want to find out, um, it's a bit more sort of, it's about generally, well, it's, it's straight up about you. Um, what are your um, three albums that you could really pinpoint as your sort of like, um, if you were to sort of like go back on an origin story of yourself, if you will, um, what three albums would you say were the most pivotal in your sort of like musical kind of like um, career? Um. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Reckoning by REM, um, Master of Puppets by Metallica, and um, I, a record that really made a big impression on me. And I've been listening to a lot lately mm. because of. Memorial Day is uh, Pink Floyd's The Final Cut. Nice. And, and I, I know that's not a lot of people's favorite Pink Floyd record, and I don't even think it's my favorite Pink Floyd record anymore. Yeah. But but hearing that when I was a teenager and hearing the, the lyrics and, and the heart of the record and the humor of the record, like, it really made a big impression on me. And every time I listen to it, I go, oh, yeah, I, I got a lot from this record. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, I mean Pink Floyd, coming from the land of Pink Floyd, you kind of like, you, I kind of know them inside out, but the Final Cut is a, that's a good album. Like, no, yeah. no one's picked that album before. I, always, I usually get Dark Side of the Moon. Um, that's the usual one I get. <laughs> well, well I've, gotten, I've gotten a lot from Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. Know, and, and metal, and I've gotten a lot from metal. Yeah. Um, and, and those records are great. But, um, I mean, if I'm honest, the... the, the first time that they really pricked my ears up was uh was final cut no that's awesome that's the kind of like album i want to find out like the one that really kind of you know because anyone can sort of say you know black album never mind you know and all that kind of stuff yeah. like banging them off like that but no even the rem album as well that's a great one master of puppets again metallica metallica are great so. yeah M- master that, that record was you know again you know just lyrically and just the sound of it and the sound of James is singing on that mm. record. I mean, I love it, and, and I I think it's a bookie record. And that's why the blackout when the black album came out, I was really kind of offended by this idea that they were finally writing bookie songs because mm. I was like, they're always hooky, and what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, well, finally, um, Scott, um, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not uh, doing stuff for local H and things like that, what what do you do to kind of like get away from it or unwind well uh, and this is why this has been a, 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 a special pain in the ass is uh, I go see movies a lot and, yeah. and, uh, and I've realized that, that that is kind of my hobby is, is going to the movies and, and I haven't really <laughs> I haven't been able to do that at all and it's just not the same doing it at home I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not really interested in watching movies at home. Um, so, so, I mean, the other night we went out to the drive-in, the drive-in movie, and, and they're starting to have a little bit of a comeback uh-huh. because of all this. And um, and it was great. And I forgot how much I enjoyed being out and watching a movie. Awesome. Any any particular movie that is your favorite? Or are you just sort of like, you just like the experience of going out to the, to the theater? I mean... <laughs> I like them all. Uh, I really do like them all. But uh, but yeah, 
it's just the thing of going to the theater. Okay. I, I think. Cool. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. I've always preferred to watch a lot of films in the theater. It's like you say at home, you don't really get the same experience. Um, but yeah, no, no, that's, that's really, no movies. That is a fine hobby. Do not worry about that. <laughs> that's all good. Um, well, Scott, it's a bit passive, I understand. Oh, no, that's all right. That's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, thank you for your time, man. I really do appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, yeah. Like I said, you. I've been a fan for a long time from from all the way over here in, in England. And, uh, yeah, every time in the States, whenever I saw you playing on a local bill, I was like, I've got to go, I've got to go. But then something always, it was just always got in the way. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm never going to. And then it was just a total fluke of that Alien Ant Farm show. So, because uh, it was a last That's minute just the way it uh, is. interview, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I've got to see you, which was great, and I hope to see you guys again. Um, you know, you make it over to these shores again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep a closer eye out, and you know, I'm a bit more uh, flexible in my time these days. So, yeah, it's all good. So, um, cool, Scott. You have a fantastic rest of your day, mate. All right. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. <laughs>